We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The month of April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. This week's episode may be triggering for some listeners. We talk about statistics around sexual assault and conversations about consent. Like last year, we are selling Consent Is My Kink merchandise and donating 100% of the profits to Rain. You can find the link to our website in the description of this episode. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Holy, Holy Hour. Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. We're back to fucking up our intro. That's <laughs> the third time. Third time's I, a charm. We just go through phases. We do. And uh, li- is- life's about balance. That's <laughs> true. That's true. That's why we fuck up. <laughs> we can't be we gotta all humble. the time. We have to humble ourselves because right. no one will do it for us. <laughs> yeah, fucking right. April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and we are selling merchandise that says consent is my kink and donating 100% of the profits to Rain for the entire month of April. You can find our merch on our website, theholyhour.com. We're excited to share that it's the same design as last year, and now it's on more inclusive sizes, which is great. Uh, the design was created by our amazing friend, Alora. Her Instagram handle is hellohysteria, if you want to look through who we're following on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can find her easily through that. Um, and we're just really excited to be doing this again. So yeah, I think it's just like nice to have a dedicated conversation about this um, annually mm-hmm. and continue raising money and donating to Rain. Yep, absolutely. They're doing amazing work. That being said, <laughs> <laughs> we're both like it's it's nerve wracking to talk about such a serious topic that mm-hmm. even though it touches so many people and it's affected us <laughs> just 100 percent of the people in this room yep previously we focused on a lot of our own experiences and um shared just some examples of common things that we see um aggressors say and do and this time uh, i wanted to dive a little bit more into the statistics of things as well as talk a little bit more in depth about consent itself mm-hmm. and what consent entails specifically because we hear consent a lot and i i don't know how often people go into researching like okay what is and is not consent mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like it would be a good opportunity to talk more about it and share 
some of the things that we've researched. Absolutely. And like men are like very underrepresented in this conversation. And I know a man who has been raped and he's very open about it. He talks about it very publicly, but he always talks about um, how when he reported it, the cops laughed in his face about it. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, well, men can't get raped. It's very likely that we know more than one man who has been assaulted in Mm -hmm. some way. And um, we'll talk more about it because I have all the statistics pulled up in front of us. Um, So some of the sources that we used this time for our research are from RAIN, uh, NSVRS, which is National Sexual Violence Resource Center, One in Six, Legal Jobs, and Planned Parenthood. Um, So... Just starting off with some statistics. Your chances of being attacked by a shark are 1 in 1,000, but your chances of being assaulted are 1 in 6, yet your fear of sharks is seen as reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, every 93 seconds, a person is sexually assaulted in America. And then for every 1,000 rapes, only five people will be prosecuted. Yep. So, like, all right off the bat, those are some pretty shocking statistics, especially the, like... Five out of every 1,000 people who are aggressors are held held accountable for their actions. I wonder how much of that is attributed to rape kits not being tested. I know that there's like a backlog of Mm -hmm. untested rape kits. And then how much of that is like the victim just being like... like afraid in the end and just like being intimidated to step down or how much of it is um them actually like winning the case against these women because there's like i mean and men but like from our experience these are all these cases that i know of like brock turner that we talked about last year like Mm -hmm. oh there are plenty of like horrendous cases with all of the evidence you could even think of and Mm -hmm. they still walk away from it it's awful and like of 1000 those are just the ones that those are just the people who come forward Mm -hmm. and report it yeah so um looking more into the statistics for women one in five women are victims of completed or attempted rape um women especially women of color uh, queer identified people and people with disabilities are more likely to experience sexual assault over the course of their lifetimes. Mm-hmm. It's important to call out. It's I saw somebody say the conversation around like rape and assault. And well, I mean, we're going to be talking about this the whole episode, but um, the shark thing made me think of it. Like there's some men in my comments whenever I'm like talking about a woman feeling like you know scared to like go on dates with men because I don't know and they're like well I haven't done anything like so, congratulations do you yeah. want a gold medal right it's like you being offended by it's like awards fear. for good boys <laughs> yeah yeah um but like I heard the metaphor or I guess it's a simile <laughs> if we're getting technical it's like if um like we're afraid of bees or like wasps but like we haven't been stung by every wasp. But if you see a wasp, you're gonna be like, I'm yeah. not getting near that wasp because you don't know, you know. I've I've seen so many comparisons that like you know when an animal is abused by men, that animal hates men. Mm-hmm. So why would you not expect the same thing from women? Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of men that I know, like in the comments too, um, when men are like, well, not me. A lot of men are like, okay, cool. Like then you should be like a good ally and like help these people feel safe. Like, shut yeah. the fuck up. Why are you offended by this if you have nothing to be offended? Like, this yeah. isn't about you. If it's not about you, you shouldn't be offended. And if you are offended, 
then you should take a deeper look at that mm-hmm. and think about why are you offended? Let's pull that apart. And um, that's nice that there are other men who are saying like, okay, if it's not you, then be a good ally. Yeah. Because I think that like people know when you're not talking about them. Mm-hmm. It's I said this before too. It's like when you say I love sushi, you don't mean that you love the sushi from the gas station. Yeah. So that's just the same thing <laughs> in my in my eyes. Like, yeah, yeah. I I just don't under like. Are you gas station sushi? Because if you're not, you shouldn't be worried. Mm-hmm. That's such a good. That's such a good comparison. It's so true. <laughs> Um, so some other statistics, uh, all up are, um, only 2% of assault that actually gets reported has been proven to be fake. So of all of the assault that is reported, only 2% are fake. And we see a lot of people who are like, well, I'm afraid. What if a girl, uh, you know, me too's me like, well, are like, you shouldn't even be worried about that. And also only 2%. Of all of the assaults that is actually reported, yeah, <laughs> is fake. And those, the I'm not defending those either. Um, no, never would. I think that like reporting fake assault is so harmful. Mm-hmm. It it's so harmful to survivors, and it invalidates people who have actually been assaulted and are trying to like have their assailants held accountable. Um, and I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm an asshole, but I think people who report fake assault should be given the punishment that 100% that that you know their assailant would have been given. Yeah. Which I suppose in this case is none. <laughs> but Yeah, right. But I do think that it's super harmful and then um you're ruining someone's life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think that people reporting fake crime should also have to deal with consequences i completely agree you're ruining people's lives and on a larger scale you're you're like a waste of resources yeah and you're just kind of like poisoning the water of like this huge issue where like every time somebody reports a fake assault that gives somebody a reason to then not believe actual victims of assault Mm -hmm. period it's like what are you get attention a different way Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i know that people are hungry for attention but like there are just so many other ways that don't like harm people in the process yeah you know just you could um, sell your farts on the internet. Uh, that gains a lot of attention. It does. From what I've seen. Yeah, bathwater. Mm-hmm. Pull a- gamer girl bathwater. <laughs> yeah, gamer girl bathwater. What's her name? Belle, Belle Devine. Is that her name? I think it's Belle. I don't know her last name. I can't I can't remember. I can anyway, picture her little face. She, uh, she's a gazillionaire. Fudge. That's a good way to get. Yeah. Anyway, anything but this. Um, people ages 14 to 17 are the largest age group of victims people with disabilities face twice the risk of being assaulted and it happens the most in care facilities um i actually recently saw it was an article i believe um about like it was an experimental type of way of communicating for someone who was um completely paralyzed only they could only move their eyes i i think and they attached something to his like head and they used his brain waves to control like how he could communicate and it was effective and he was like communicating full complete sentences and to his son so like when people say someone is in a vegetative state they might not be mm-hmm. so when these people are getting assaulted they could be completely aware of what's going on and that's atrocious just to like, think of how fucking sick 
do you have to be yeah to assault somebody because they can't defend themselves do you remember when um a few years ago in arizona someone was in a care facility and she started giving birth what the fuck yeah she had been in like a vegetative state like paralyzed um and she someone was like raping her while she was in this care facility what the fuck Mm mm-hmm we're gonna get into this with consent but i always a lot of the i think about a lot like what what is so why just like i don't go on get a tinder flashlight. Get, get a, a flashlight. flashlight hook up with like a like somebody that like a sex worker you know what i mean yeah like, the sad thing is is like in care faci- facilities families are just like trusting you to care for the person that they love mm-hmm. so much and the it's like the ultimate betrayal of trust and then um especially when it comes to like rape and assault it's not about sexual pleasure it is about control and dominating another person Mm -hmm. it's not sexually satisfactory it has a completely other appeal that a normal person can't comprehend Mm -hmm. (laughs) a normal person would like go play a sport or something um and so some other statistics uh trans folks have a a 5% higher rate of being assaulted. Um, And this one, that statistic was specified on like college campuses. Mm. So I don't know what that statistic looks like nationally or internationally. Um, But that was the closest one I could find. And 20,000 assaults were reported in the military just last year. The annual cost as a result of assault is $450 billion. So those, so the things that, feed into that are obviously like all of the police and hospital bills that are involved um and the mental anguish that it causes people and they're in like if it affects them so much that they're unable to perform at work there's just like a huge huge loss for everyone involved when it comes to the annual cost of like looking into not just mental health and um the things that affects it 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 just spreads and Mm -hmm. it's insane to see how much it touches especially to the point where it is costing billions of dollars um and then it's never a victim's fault when they are sexually abused believe it or not yeah it's never their fault and that's a common thing too it's Mm -hmm. and that's probably a tribute attributes to why um only what was the number five in one thousand get prosecuted that might be you know a part of that number is that people are made to feel like it's their fault it should never be someone's fault that they are assaulted. It is an aggressor's fault. Mm-hmm. It is always going to be their fault. It is never a victim's fault that they were assaulted. It doesn't matter if you were drinking too much. It doesn't matter what you were wearing. It doesn't matter if you had consented earlier in the night and you fell asleep. Um, and we'll get more into consent. But I also wanted to share some statistics about men specifically and um these are statistics there's something called one in six and it's to specifically raise awareness that one in six men have been sexually assaulted so it's one in six.org i definitely recommend checking it out it's very informative um and some of it i mean all of this is hard to digest and read yeah (laughs) um But one out of every 33 men are victims of attempted or complete rape. One out of every 10 rape victims are men. So of every 10 people, one of them 
who has been assaulted is a man. <laughs> Wild. Um, this number is actually much higher because men are less likely to report their assault because they're not believed or it's minimized because they are men. Yeah, I was just about to say that too. It's like the numbers, we don't actually know. No. I mean, we don't really know any of these numbers, but men even even more so don't feel like justified in bringing these things up. So well, these numbers. there's also some really interesting statistics in like if they are if men are aware that they've been assaulted they like won't admit it to themselves mm-hmm. um, versus women women are more likely to be like i was touched inappropriately whereas a man will be like i'm not gonna think about this yep um so one in six men have been sexually assaulted only 16 percent of men with documented histories of sexual abuse by social services agents which means it was very serious, considered themselves to have been sexually abused compared to 64% of women with documented histories in the same study. So that's what I was mentioning. So when they have been sexually abused, um, they don't consider themselves as having been sexually abused. And I think it's because it's hard to process like this thing happened to me. I think part of it too might be that we are unfortunately we're taught about assault our entire lives it's like really like thrown in our face like this is assault this is how you like avoid it this is how you stay safe da-da-da. so we're much more keen of, of like paying attention to what assault might be whereas men aren't fed that same information because their assaults aren't taken as seriously so mm-hmm. it's like maybe they just aren't as like they don't understand how many things can count as assault. It's like if they get like their dick grabbed at a bar, you know, that's assault. That's assault. But like it's kind of like, oh, dude, this like girl like grabbed my dick at a bar. You know, it's like, okay, haha, <laughs> that's kind of crazy, dude. It's like they don't, they aren't fed the information that we're fed about how to keep ourselves safe, mm-hmm. which is sad because so many of them are getting assaulted and just not either not realizing it or not feeling comfortable enough to share it. And I wonder if that has to do with the education around it. I also think like something, you know, like if someone grabs your dick or your butt at the bar and you're like, damn, that's crazy. I think that's also an okay response if that's how you feel like you want to respond. Right. Just as long as you are aware that that is assault. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, because, you don't need I to I mean, like... I've had my ass grabbed at a bar. Me too. And, and I'm and just then, like, Fuck, don't fucking touch yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, like, do you mind? <laughs> yeah, that's assault and I'm not going to report it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, hey, just mind your own business before I spit in your face. Yep. When I was looking at the one in six website, um... There were all of these little different, like, things you can click on, like, um, more information you can learn. And uh, some of it was, like, so obvious to me, but it was kind of upsetting and shocking that these needed to be explained to people. But I think it's worth talking about. Um, People believe that it was his fault. It was a man's fault he was assaulted. I mean, people believe that about anyone who is assaulted unfortunately Mm -hmm. and then a lot of people will believe that a man is lucky if he's assaulted by a woman so fucked up we were recently talking about teachers like female teachers who have assaulted their male students and like if women are attractive and someone like an underage boy is her student uh, people are like nice one buddy but Mm -hmm. that's still assault (laughs) like yeah this child doesn't have like a fully developed brain and you're in a position of power and you're abusing it and you're taking advantage of these children Mm -hmm. regardless of like if you're attractive or not yeah or if they're consenting or not yeah it's i would say the same thing 
in any scenario. Yeah. Nope. Completely agree. I, I'm just thinking about like why outside of like the obvious that we've talked about, like why this may be the case. Like he's lucky if he was assaulted, like just that sentence alone is fucking absurd yeah like like, oh you're lucky that this woman wanted to have sex with you yeah but or like like, if you pass out and you wake up to like a woman riding you that's it's not sexy mm -mm. it's not okay yeah and maybe like that goes back to like how we talk a lot about how like men don't have historically don't have the same community to talk about shit as women do like about like their feelings and stuff and like maybe like a big part of that is assault it's like yeah i woke up in this girl was like riding me it's like i don't know how male friendships work but like if i'm like picturing like a frat in my head like a stereotypical Mm -hmm. frat it's just like whoa man like what the fuck that must have been fucking dope yeah whereas like if it's the other way around and and a woman like someone in a sorority is telling one of their friends that this happened it's like that's so fucked and it's like i don't know if it's like a power dynamic difference or what like what makes it like when a man is saying it it's like a high five moment there has to be something like a deep psychological something going on there that has like it's like rooted in like years like hundreds and thousands of years i also think there's not enough education that is there's not enough crossover in education like Mm -hmm. women are always taught what assault is yes whereas men are not Mm -hmm. but also like like women are taught what it looks like when it's happening to them but they're not considering like because because men are typically going to be larger than you and can overpower that they can overpower you and we live in a male-dominated society Mm -hmm. so living in a patriarchy you would just not you would just assume that a man will overpower you or stop you if he doesn't want to have sex with you. And there's also this toxic conversation that men always want sex. Yeah. And they only want sex. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think just all of that combined leads to men being assaulted mm-hmm. and not knowing what to do, not having the resources, not having the education. And it goes both ways with like women not thinking what they're doing is considered assault like right. even when we were thinking about when we were talking about um that author who wrote in about the woman who was like sorry for making you have sex with me uh-huh. that's really towing the line of like what consent is yeah like by trying to pressure someone and make them feel bad like that's mm-hmm. i don't know yeah it's really dangerous territory it's removing their agency to like make decisions for their own body yeah exactly yeah yeah um another misconception or awful assumption people have is that only gay men assault men and that if you are assaulted it makes you gay that's it's not how sexuality works so Mm. we'll just get that out of the way right there um but it's definitely not true because um gay men do not assault men people who are predators assault men yep and like we had already said um it's not about sexual gratification it is about domination and control and yeah and taking control away from another person it's just like a very homophobic line of thinking like when um kevin spacey got outed as being a predator and then he used that opportunity to come out oh yeah he's like 
and actually i'm gay and, and then, then everyone's yeah. like fuck you you're still a predator and like that's he thought the it, worst, he would get away with it it's, it's the worst time to come out because mm-hmm. it's like you're perpetuating this stereotype that homophobes have that that gay men are predators and like trans people are only trans so they can go in the other bathroom and it's like no that's not the fucking case <laughs> and it doesn't make any fucking sense it doesn't make any sense. It's a stupid argument and they still, they use it over and over and over again. So I'm glad that you wrote that down as a false thing because it's obvious to people that aren't bigots and it sucks that it's still worth saying. It's still worth saying because yeah. there are so many people that believe that. Um, And then another false belief people have is that survi- survivors will abuse others and that is also not the case. No. I didn't know that people thought that. Yeah. I think they specifically believe it with men. Mm. if a man is a survivor of assault that he's going to go on and assault other people so that's a misconception the men that i know that have been assaulted specifically the man that i know who has been raped is they're such so loud advocates yep they're really good allies for women they're very very careful they're they educate about consent they like that's the complete opposite of that Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i didn't realize that that was a belief that people held yeah they're out there advocating for all of us Mm -hmm. and consent we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's talk about some things that are required for consent. So um, things that demand consent that aren't just like, do you want to have sex? Yes or no? (laughs) Just check the box. Um, (laughs) It's more complicated than that. So some things that you need to disclose to your partner um, to get full consent is... Uh, when your most recent STD, STI screening is and what the results were, mm-hmm. you, especially if they ask. If they ask, don't lie, first of all. Yep. Just say, like, it's been a while and it it came back negative or all of them came back ne- negative. Just don't lie because you want to have autonomy over your own body. 
you want to decide what you're going to do with it. And if someone is lying to you, it it's really violating. And yes, because you're agreeing to something that you don't have all of the information about. Exactly. That's horrible. And if someone is going to make you, if you, you know, have an STD or an STI and if someone's going to make you feel bad about that, that's not someone you want to have sex with anyways. Yep. Fuck that. True. So um, if they ask... And you should just volunteer this information. You should open the conversation regardless of um, – because if you're going to be having sex, those are very important things to know. Yep. And it shouldn't be – it's not a shameful topic. Just – No. We – you know, everyone's had something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you're using protection, removing the condom without telling your partner, that is rape. Yep. That's – if you have agreed to have protected sex and – you sneak off and remove the condom that is not consent and that is rape Mm -hmm. um if you have other sexual partners especially if you are having unprotected sex with multiple people you need to disclose that this there this has been like a big i don't it's not really a a thing anymore but were you following this lance sosi and chelsea hart thing you were sort of telling me about it but i was not keeping up with it it's gotten um messy and like there's like a lot that that we don't this would take up a whole episode if we describe the whole thing but um the whole issue was that lance and chelsea were having unprotected sex and according to chelsea lance wasn't disclosing that he had other sexual partners and like, now she has to get an STD test and da-da-da-da-da. And, like, everyone was, like, you know, there were, like, a lot of, like, white woman tears involved. Like, that was a big part of the conversation. There's a lot – there's it's a very, very, like – it runs deep, this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's fucked up to not disclose that to the person that you're having sex with. Yeah. that's That removes the consent. A lot of people are against Chelsea in this argument for a lot of reasons. But I think if she's right about anything, it's that – like that's fucked up absolutely well and it's because it's a safety precaution it's not like i want to be the only one or i want to know how many partners you have you i feel like you could also you don't have to disclose if you have like how many other sexual partners you have but if you have multiple because we're all out here dating multiple people yep you know yeah until you find someone that you want to be in a monogamous relationship with if you want to be in a monogamous relationship like i think it's perfectly acceptable to say that yep and also if you're not having sex with other people like that's okay too you don't need to be fucking everyone yep so i think it's really important to just disclose if and when you have more than one sexual partner Mm -hmm. um or even if you're planning on having multiple sexual partners like as long as that is known then everyone has the knowledge that they need to make the decision that they want to make with their own body Mm -hmm. um And even if they say yes, but they seem hesitant, that is not consent. Yep. And I wrote, put your blue balls and blue labias aside. I saw that when you were just talking and I was trying not to laugh. I love that. (laughs) I talked about this on, I think it was episode five, like way back when, about Mm -hmm. my experience with... um, We were calling it gray area consent mm -hmm. because he kept making you feel guilty and like pressuring you and pushing you and making it like, well, you can leave whenever you want, but like... Yeah, it was like, please, you're a come fucking on. pussy if you don't fuck me. Yeah, he would like be like trying to take off my clothes and I'd be like, no. And then he would be like, OK, OK. And we'd pull back and then he would try again. And then like he kept asking if he like he's like, I just got tested for STDs. I don't want to use a condom. I'm like, bitch, I don't want to be fucking doing this anyway. But like mm-hmm. you get worn down. And yeah, I said yes at the end. It, and that's why I felt like it wasn't cons- it wasn't 
non-consensual until we were recording that episode was like really when I realized like yeah. I didn't consent to that you don't think about it until you're talking about it yeah. out loud I'm because like, I didn't say yes you're like well technically I consented but at first you said no mm-hmm. and no does not mean convince me yeah so if the answer you get is no just take it as no yeah and if you're gonna be a dick about it you don't deserve to sleep with anyone yep amen you deserve to be alone with mm-hmm. your flashlight <laughs> Yeah. Or vibrator or whatever sex toy you may or may not use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what's interesting about consent? I just want to interject this. There's um we've talked a lot in the past about how like porn gives like people the false like impression of how sex goes. Mm-hmm. I found this porn um channel called uh the porn star method. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. It's like porn stars teaching people how to have sex like how to have like good sex and there's a huge emphasis on consent and it's like a really really fascinating thing interesting porn stars who like peddle out this information of like you know like forcing this person to have sex and like against their will and da 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 and like they'll do things like when they're like getting to the part of like giving someone head like the person that's talking to the camera will be like never ever push her head down like you she will let you know if she wants to give you head you ask her you know it's like it was just interesting to watch like this industry that perpetuates this idea be like okay we're like really responsible for a lot of shit that's really really fucked up um here's like when people are trying to learn how to have sex through porn like let's teach them how to do it in a respectful way yeah and i think that that's fucking dope yeah i love that it's really incredible anyway it's called the porn star method it's amazing that porn stars are the biggest advocates for For consent and safe sex porn stars are out here getting tested like multiple times a week Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. if they can do it you can do it yeah i don't want to hear your fucking (laughs) first of all um i got this from planned parenthood it's called fries so consent and fries um fries is an acronym and it stands for freely given reversible informed enthusiastic and specific so we'll walk through each one so freely given means it's a choice you make without pressure manipulation or under the influence of drugs and alcohol Mm -hmm. so that's something you need to be extremely careful about with drugs and alcohol like you know i've had sex when i've been drunk or high and i like i still stand by consenting to those but if you're sleeping with a partner like if it's your first time hooking up with someone, it's better to not. It doesn't matter if you're both drunk, if one of you is drunk and the other isn't. Like, your your inhibitions have been lowered. Mm-hmm. So um, I've definitely, I've stopped people when I've been intoxicated because I'm like, I really like you and I want to, like, be sober and coherent for this. And then they don't want to talk to me after that. <laughs> That's when I was in college. Red flag. <laughs> yeah. Dodged a bullet. No kidding. Um, and uh, where was I? Reversible. So anyone can change their mind about what they feel like doing at any time. So even if you have ha- hooked up before or you're both naked in bed, they can change their mind. Yeah. You can change your mind. Mm-hmm. Anyone is allowed to re- reverse what they originally said. So have that Uno card tucked in your butthole and pull it out when you don't want when you want to stop. That's oh just god. a fun little tip from me. Oh my god, I'm always <laughs> so surprised at what comes out of your mouth. <laughs> me I too. Love it. I love I, it. I don't know what I'm saying until it just comes out. It's um, a ride for everyone, and I fucking appreciate it. 
<laughs> um, informed. So that means you can only consent to something if you have the full story, which is what we just talked about having all of the information that is informed consent you need informed consent so for example if someone says they'll use a condom and then they don't that is not full consent Mm -hmm. or if someone says they're only sleeping with you and they have a bunch of people that they're having sex with and you're having unprotected sex that's not informed that is not informed consent um enthusiastic so when it comes to sex you should only do stuff you want to do not things you feel like you're expected to do Um, And then specific. So saying yes to one thing, like going to the bedroom to make out, doesn't mean you said yes to other things like having sex. I've struggled with ENS in the past a lot. Like to feel like you, I'm like expected to do X, Y, Z, even if I'm uncomfortable with it. It's like, well, I'm already doing this. So like, here we go. And then also like, you know, whenever. So many of us have been in that position where you're like, this is what is supposed to happen. Yeah. And that's the same with specific. It's like you, I would want to like not make out with someone that I was dating because I was worried that it was going to turn into sex and I wasn't in the mood and I would mm-hmm. always end up having sex like because it's like, oh, well, fuck. It's like I was leading them on, I guess. Like I was like, yeah, by, by kissing them. <laughs> and yeah. side note, like I was recently telling Mr. Liz this. I love so much that we can have physical intimacy and there's never an expectation to have sex it is it feels so good you guys to just like be able to make out and then neither of us are like this is because it's we're gonna have sex later Mm -hmm. like we're constantly like snuggling and hugging and kissing and holding hands and it it's just nice to have like physical touch and intimacy without any sexual expectations because i think we need to like know that those are separate things yeah you can have intimacy and romance without sex um yep and you can have sex with intimacy and romance as well but they shouldn't coincide they shouldn't go hand in hand all the time yeah like if that makes sense totally if you want to have romantic sex cool you can have one without the other yeah yep um what else do i have uh consent is never implied by things like if you've hooked up before your past behavior what you wear or where you go silence is not consent sexual consent is always clearly communicated you need consent every time you have sex not just the first time so i think a lot of people get confused like when you have a partner that you don't need to get consent every time Mm -hmm. like if you're in an exclusive relationship with someone they're just assuming consent is implied and it's not no it needs to be a conversation it needs and if you don't want to have sex with your partner during that time you can say no and you're allowed to say no that's something that i've tried to get into the habit of doing is like whenever i'm like dating someone for a while and i'm like we should have sex you know like i'll be like are you in the mood to have sex right now and Mm -hmm. like a lot of the time they're like yeah but it's like i'm now in this habit where i don't feel right unless i ask because it's like i know i've been in the position before where things have gotten like into motion and like i've been like i don't really want to be doing this but like all right like the the wheels are in motion and like if somebody would just stop and just ask and just be like are you in the mood to do this i'd be like no i am not you know and that's hard to say that's difficult to say but like being asked it's not just implied because it's the balls rolling yeah it's just not it's not implied because you've had sex before it's just it's just never implied just always communicate. It's so nice to have a conversation too. Yeah. Just beforehand. I don't know. There's nothing sexier than like, communication. At this point, I haven't in 
in almost two years, I haven't had sex where we haven't already discussed it. And even when we have discussed it, when it gets down to it, we're like, if you don't, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Doing a, a nice little check-in just yep. to see, like, are you still, like, are you in the mood to be in the mood? Mm-hmm. If not, we can reschedule. Yeah. Take a little rain check. Uh-huh. Um, and you should, honestly, you should also consider, like, y- be being in a relationship with someone where you're okay with that happening. Like, oh, I'm okay if we just hang out because I care about you and I like your company. Yeah, totally. Non-sexual intimacy. And there's, there's a little board on our Discord about non-sexual intimacy, mm-hmm. which I it's is always popping too. And that was something that I had never thought about before until we discussed it on an episode. But there's nothing sexier to me than non-sexual intimacy. Yeah, it like, feels nice and safe. Yes, it feels safe. You're connecting on a different level. And like there's everyone just, deserves to feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. But I think like, you know, a, a lot of in a lot of ways, we're fed that like the only way to be like sexual is to have sex. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, just not the case. Totally. Um, and we'll top it off with uh, some ways to talk about consent. So, you know, we talk about consent, but we don't talk like how often have you heard someone give you the language to use to ask for someone's consent? Because it kind of is awkward, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and it's not like what we're all presented to with like, this sexy romantic idea of like it just happens yeah and right that that's not always the case yeah and sometimes you're both not in the, the that same headspace or that mood um so some ways to talk about consent are just saying like is this okay um what are your boundaries so i think that's like yeah, yeah. like oh i don't want to do xyz or mm-hmm. like i have been assaulted and like this is triggering for me mm-hmm. so just knowing what someone's boundaries are um do you want to try blank um can i kiss you i we've talked about this too like can i kiss you that's a good question and i yeah. like being asked it me too um and does this feel good mm-hmm. there are sexier ways to ask that too do you like that <laughs> <laughs> no but really do you like it yeah if you don't time? like it, we can stop. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I'm serious. <laughs> or you could just say like, um, what feel like you can ask in advance, like what feels good. Yeah, like what do you like the most? I love having those conversations. Yeah, it's fun. It's sexy. It really is. Honestly, the sexiest things are things leading up to sex. <sighs> Word. So, and a lot of those conversations involve consent, mm-hmm. things that are consensual. So, yep, get sexy with your consent. And that also... That's why consent is our kink. A lot of... Fuck yeah. (laughs) A lot of that, too, is like being comfortable in voicing what actually makes you uncomfortable because that is uncomfortable to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. So it's like once you get in the habit of like being able to communicate... Because I, for a while, had a really hard time saying no to shit that I didn't want to do because I was like, well, I don't want them to think... I don't want to like throw off the flow. That's... It almost feels like that's just like part of being a young adult is Mm -hmm. you're... You feel uncomfortable talking about your boundaries. Yeah. And we're here to empower you. Boundaries are my kink. At every age. I'm always surprised when like younger, we have younger listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're underage, don't. <laughs> A big thing that I think falls under, I don't think I know, falls under this category that I don't think we've ever talked about is revenge porn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was watching this video. I go on these like at night, my deep dives of like different topics. And I got onto... <laughs> what videos are you watching at night, Amelia? <laughs> Girl, it's always something. It was about the Challenger explosion a few nights ago. Um, <laughs> again, 
um anyway i always get onto these deep dives but this one night i was watching like the um a dark web iceberg oh interesting and what was on like the you know like way bottom of the iceberg was this site called pink meth which has since been shut down but it's this revenge porn site that was particularly nefarious not that you know one is worse than the other but this one sucked because in order for the victims to get their pictures taken down they had to fill out a form and say like how these people got the pictures of them but the form wouldn't actually do anything it would just pump onto the website so people could laugh at these women that were trying to get their photos taken down what the fuck that was what the form was for so it eventually got um there was a lawsuit against it uh but like how these sites on the dark web are run is like they their servers are protected so you can't see where they're coming from so you can't shut them down and you can't like these people can't get in trouble because nobody knows who's behind them. Um, eventually, Pink Meth ended up shutting down, but kind of recently, they, an archive, the Pink Meth archive came up. And there were 206 women whose photos were made public that oh had God. the Pink Meth um, watermark on them. And nobody really knows where this came from. You know, like nobody knows if like these are people that like took screenshots of like Pink Meth and now they're just like sharing a few pictures. But it's like, it's a problem that you can't, get in front of because these people have thought of everything like that's so much time and energy to be so cruel mm -hmm. for literally no reason yeah they they are like the the archive is hosted on the same site where like all the remember that um i forget what they were calling it but like when all of those celebrities nudes got leaked oh something gate porn gate oh yeah i can't remember I don't know. It has I know name. what you're talking about, but I can't remember what it was called. The archive is hosted on that same website. So that website's still up and it's like being like shared around 4chan. You know how it goes. So, um, but revenge porn People is, fucking suck. Yeah. And it's illegal. Thank God there's been like. The bar is so low and I, I'm always surprised just by how much people fucking suck. Mm-hmm. It's been really, really interesting in this generation. And I know, again, I say this all the time that we're in like a very liberal area, but like when Jennifer Lawrence's nudes got leaked, she was like, yeah, I don't know. Like I had a long distance boyfriend and like I would rather him masturbate to me than to like some random woman on the Internet. And it's like people are like, oh, but like, aren't you aren't you upset that they and she's just like, I don't know, it's like a breach of privacy. But like, who the fuck cares? And like. I feel like yeah, people aren't sharing nudes because they're doing something like wrong or nefarious. They're in most of the time. It's like a, a, a relationship. Yeah. And it's also just like a decision they're making for their own bodies. So yeah, like, to like take that agency away from them and to take that control away from them and share these images that they're choosing to share with like, you know, a select few or one person. It's like people taking screenshots of people's OnlyFans and posting them on Reddit. It's like they're doing this to make money and that's how they're controlling this. That's how they're deciding what to do with their body. The second that you take a screenshot and post it elsewhere, that is, that's fucked up. Yeah, you owe them money. Yeah, it's just like, you are not entitled to anybody's anything ever. And I think it's another power thing. Like, yeah, you know, I think that it's the power thing. And what I was saying before is like the lack of consent is like hot to people that are like fucked up you know and i would never call anyone mentally ill fucked up but that's fucked up 
Like, yeah. that's fucked. Like, to, to be turned on by the fact that you don't have permission from this person to be doing X, Y, Z, like, get help. Yeah. That's disgusting. Which then brings me to a conversation that we've had in the past about... Um, nice. Amelia just caught a gnat right out of the air. Oh, my God. I'm like a fucking... I'm glad like you, on I'm that glad you got it, though. Because yeah. it was driving me nuts. It's been driving me nuts for weeks. Um, sorry, little guy. Um, <laughs> PETA, don't come for me. Um, <laughs> the, as long as you don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> or oh. wait until I leave. All right, okay, okay. <laughs> um, the CNC kink, the mm-hmm. consent, non-consent thing that we've talked about in the past about how there's like this idea of people wanting to have sex where there's like you're consenting to not consenting and it allows a lot of people like a way to like I don't I don't know how to word this but like gain the control back of like not being in control in situations it Mm -hmm. like it makes it more like palatable in a lot of ways I know a lot of people have different kinks for different reasons and it's not like a it's not the same for everyone but that's what I've heard from a few people that participate in CNC is like it makes those scary situations, it makes you feel like you're in control of them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because, I mean, to circle back to the statistics, what what is it? One in three people, six people? Mm-hmm. Well, one in six men was the... Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, one in, one, six in six, one in six people. Yeah. Are assaulted. So if you're trying to make a very real possibility in your head a little less scary i guess mm-hmm. uh, the consent non-consent kink makes sense and also there is a lot of conversations that happen before that happens absolutely yeah that requires a lot of consent for it to work how it's supposed to mm-hmm. which makes it unique in that way of like you there you are it's a role playing yeah really is what it is and the the goal of this too is just to give you all of the information and tools that you need to decide what you're going to do and how you're going to do it it's mm-hmm. more so like we're giving you all the equipment and you can build whatever house you want communication is our king yeah truly hell yeah <laughs> make phone cases <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah you I mean, have a story about my trainer. a my yeah. trainer mm-hmm. yeah i can't believe i haven't talked about this on the podcast i can't either H- have i told you about this at all i don't think so jesus between like this and my professor we've i know i almost said professor but I, <gasps> um i think there's also just so many like we would rather talk about things that are exciting and that's fun. so true yeah and because these are things that are like buried in the archives of our brains. You That's know? so fucking true. I can't recall every time I've been assaulted, you know? God, that's so fucking sad. I, so much has happened since then. Yeah. So many so much life has been lived between assaults. <laughs> Jesus, that's so sad and so true. But um yeah, I make a lot of jokes about that I don't go to the gym. I used to. I used to go to the gym a lot. I had a trainer. I had a like a private trainer. It was always just me and him in the gym. I was lifting heavy twice a week, doing a lot of cardio before the pandemic. And um, we had a lot of rapport. Like he was just kind of like a dude. I don't know. Like a homie. Yeah. And like it's his job to like yeah. 
be helping me work out and like yeah. there was usually somebody else. i would always go because well, i've told night. you about my trainer yeah yeah he's amazing i want to meet him <laughs> change my Amelia mind about wants to meet him meet him yeah i do my trainer like there was always so it was a private gym so it was like it was a pretty small room um but it had all the equipment in it and it was just like one-on-one all the time there was never mm-hmm. anybody else working out in there but there was usually somebody in the office but because i would come late at night they would usually leave halfway through my workout mm-hmm. but like he was a homie whatever we would always be like talking about his girlfriend so i never felt like intimidated um isn't and- it weird how you're like oh i'm with a safe person mm-hmm. because they're dating another woman so mm-hmm. women are safe people yep if this woman trusts a man then i can trust he's trustworthy man. it turns out no now that i'm watching so much true crime so many men with wives yeah are serial murder killers. people yeah um but anyway so the first time i started to kind of be like oh, like what is up with this was he compared my body to his girlfriends in a way that like was kind of borderline like ugh, you know like too complimenty yeah he was just like he was starting he was like breaking down every piece of our body that's the same he was like well like you should do, you should lift this way because like this is you're just like my girl like you have the same body type as my girlfriend that wasn't bad i was like oh, yeah okay. that's normal but then he was like say. talking about like my ass and like her ass and like comparing them like very specifically and like it was just like too much description for it to be like okay i got it when you first said it i don't need the descriptors yeah but even then i was like whatever so like as time went on he would start asking me questions like i was filming um when a trip to brown town the film that i talked about on here a few weeks back um and there's a scene in there where we go to a uh, sex shop and uh it was like we were like buying toys for the main character and i was telling him that like that's what we did over the weekend but i didn't give him any specifics i was just like yeah we were like filming at a sex shop and he was like do you use toys when you're having sex and that's and i was like oh (laughs) like i kind of laughed he's like do you and i was like i don't want to i don't want to answer that you know i was just like trying to be like a you know goofball about it and he was like no like i want to know like what toys do you use what toys do you like and I didn't know what to do, so I just, like, turned it around on him. Yeah, because also, like, why are you asking that? Yeah. Are you, are you asking for recommendations? That's a very different conversation. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, and also- he also didn't ask for your, like, consent to have this conversation. He just is blatantly asking you. And- He's not leading up to it, like, oh, well, out of curiosity, like, I don't know. It, you have to have a certain level of report. Yeah. To be able to like have a conversation like that yeah and in the past or he like told can i me, get your opinion he, yeah right is this kind of conversation uncomfortable mm-hmm. i don't know and like this was before we had the podcast too now when people mm-hmm. ask me for like sex advice exactly. i'm like i'm expecting it yeah. yeah i'm like sure i fucking love talking people get this excited shit. they're yeah. like so i listen to your podcast and i'm like fire away what do you want yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you want to ask love that shit but like back then especially because it was like he was in a position of power in that moment he's a big dude mm-hmm. and it's just him and i in this gym and i was very clearly uncomfortable and he kept pushing um before those two instances there's a third one but before those two instances he had told me that um he teaches group classes at another gym and he had gotten reported there for <gasps> um he said that he was like he was helping adjust like how a woman was standing and it made her uncomfortable and she reported him. And I was like in the moment I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. Da da da, You know, because it's like that's before he started creeping me out. And I was like, oh, you know, like, were you able to explain why? Like, 
because you were like helping her form or da 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 you know like all these reasons he was just like no she was just like she's just like one of those and now looking back on it i'm like no he was definitely doing some creep shit she's not one of those you're one of those you're one of those so the final straw and why i stopped going to him was i still had like six workouts in my (laughs) even though it already happened (laughs) i I don't know i'm nervous about it It it's like i'm watching a movie and i'm like no it's coming (laughs) yeah i know it's like a jump scare is about to happen um I still had like six workouts in my package. They were like $100 a session. So I like lost $600 on this. Yeah. Because oh, I just like didn't want to go back. Oh. But he was um, out of nowhere. Literally no. There was nothing leading up to this conversation. He goes, if you could have a threesome with any two celebrities, who would it be? And I was like, okay, this is kind of a fun question. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So I listed LeBron James first. And he was like, oh, he would split you open. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. He's like, I could just tell that you're really tight. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And in the moment, I mean, I knew it was fucked up. And I talked to my therapist about it in the moment. And she was like, are you going to report that to his boss? Yeah. And I felt so like... This is like another thing of like feeling like it was my fault because like we had this rapport and we were bros and like I made him comfortable to like talk like that around me. And it's like, no, that's like never okay. If one of my very, very close guy friends said you look really tight, I would be like, ew, don't. If if any person said that to me, that was not someone I was in a monogamous relationship with and we were having like a conversation. Yeah. I would smack them in the mouth. Yeah holy fuck mm-hmm. yeah. that is disgusting i met his girlfriend like a few sessions before that last instance and she was she looked the audacity where does this man keep all of it uh-huh. i would love to know uh, i don't know holy fuck amelia yeah she came into the gym and she was like she was very um untrusting of me and i was like you could just tell she was like side-eyeing me and i'm like girl i don't know I'm, I'm not the one you need to worry about mm-hmm. <laughs> clearly so he would like after i stopped going i like canceled one of my sessions and then he was like do you want to reschedule and then i just never texted him back the owner of that gym that was before the pandemic that the owner of that gym still emails me like hey you gonna come back you gonna come back because it was like a little community you know so it's like i was scared to report it because i was like he's gonna know that it came from me but then Maybe he won't. Maybe he's done this to like everybody that he trains, but if I don't he, know. If he has been, I mean, there's, if he did it to you, he's definitely done it to other people. And the fact that he, he would, made it, he even said he, like someone else reported him. Mm-hmm. Right. I was just about to say, it's like, it's like the reason that he told me that story was so that like I would be on his side and know that like when he does this shit, he doesn't mean it in a bad way, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, well, there's kind of no excuse for talking to somebody like that. And then it made everything really creepy. Like, I would think back on, like, when he would be, like, adjusting my posture and, like, it would be, like, a little too... Yeah, he's, like, getting off to it, probably. Yeah, and, like, it would be, like, over the top. It would be, like, too much, but I would be, like, I guess he just has to do this. This is his job. Well, I'm, like, I predominantly see that one trainer, but I've seen multiple trainers at that gym, and all of them are so respectful. Like, they make it a point to, like, the only time they touch you is to, like, if you're gonna die (laughs) to save your life or to like kind of initiate where that muscle Uh group is they barely touch you they're just like yep yeah (laughs) he would do like he would like grab my like waist when I was like deadlifting yeah and shit like that and I'd be like okay he just wants me to bend at my waist I didn't think anything of it and then after this whole thing I like everything started like 
flooding back. I was like, holy shit, there's been so much inappropriate shit. That's and then happened. you're trying to think of like if it's your fault. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it is never a victim's fault. Nope. And it's so easy. And I mean, like, this is a perfect example. I was like, well, like, we were close and I made him feel like he was comfortable with me and like, da 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 da. It's like, nope. Nope. Never okay. It is never your fault. There is never an excuse especially especially because i made it i made him know for sure that i was uncomfortable in those situations and he just like kept going it was a it was a really fucked up situation where he was in the position of power being an instructor of mine he's probably clearly getting off on making you uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and taking away your position like taking away your autonomy and your power in the situation yep jesus yeah yeah. Oh my god. I know. I can't now I can't blame you for like not wanting to work out. <laughs> I know. It's like it's such an ex- like an excuse for me where I'm like, "Well, last time I got a gym, but it's like after that I was just like, I don't really want to Yeah. I don't really want to work out. It gave you the ick. Yeah, I'm like I'm I think I'm good. And now I'm like one of my friends texted me and was like, "Do you want to go to like a yoga class on Saturday?" I'm like, "You heathen." trying to get me to fuck out of here trying to get and i texted this back to her i'm like you heathen trying to get me to be active and i was like why am i so activity adverse when i like used to spend so much time at the gym like i used to spend like all of my paycheck when i was still living at home on gym memberships and like gym clothes and like shoes that i could lift in and it's like weird to think back on that i didn't even know that about you Mm -hmm. i still have my lifting shoes (laughs) oh i didn't even know there were shoes for lifting yeah i just show up in my shoes that i think are cute Hell yeah. There's only one pair that <laughs> you'll see some dudes at the gym like deadlifting either barefoot or in converse because like being flat on the ground is better for oh, your posture and better for your body. Yep. Fun fact. Anyway, so that's your body low fact key, of the Amelia week. Amelia is like low key a Hulk over here. <laughs> a little, a I have no idea. Athlete. I know. I really need to get back into it. She's a runner. She's a tri-fat. That's the reason. <laughs> that, that's the reason that I stopped. There's no excuse for me to still not be working out. But I just, I'm surprised I had never told you that story. It was so Me fucked either. up. Me show you wow. a picture of this guy. Like, yeah. looking back on him now, I'm like, what? He looked, I mean, you should never judge a book by its cover, but like he, and maybe it's because he he's not clouded like in my mind. He's just like a, just, yeah, he's just kind of like a, he looks like a, um, like a bully in a cartoon. <laughs> like Roger. Yeah. I bet he has that haircut. Yep. That fuckboy Roger haircut. I... Honestly, if he's not at that gym, and even if he was, I'm still going to encourage you to... Report it. Yeah. I really should. Or say, like, the reason I stopped coming is because this trainer said this to me. Mm-hmm. I, no, you're right. I really should. Yeah. Because, like, I get, I truly get emails from that guy once a week. <laughs> Just like, hi, come back. Because he's, like, so passionate about his gym. And I'm like, yeah. he should, like, really know these people that he's employed i should see if he still works there and regardless you're right i should i should report it because i'm sure that they know his employer his current employer well and think of the other people that you're looking out for as well Mm -hmm. um but if you ever want an introduction to working out again i get passes (laughs) i should really consider it especially because like i I can two guest passes feel like my mental health is starting to slip since i've like i don't move all day and you know from my experience that they're not going to be inappropriate that's true that's very very true yeah i need to start i need to start off slow sometimes there's a dog there his name's winston say less i'm there and he is a french bulldog that's the best name for a french bulldog he follows me into the back winston i get him all riled up though i'm like i come in i'm like hi and then he's like what are, where are you going <laughs> oh i love dogs 
dogs. He's a good dog. He's a good boy. But um, I think uh, the whole thing was a sex fact of the week. Yeah. Consent fact of the week. Consent. Yeah. Consent facts. Of the month. Of the month. Um, yeah. This is going to be the only episode that we do about um, sexual assault this month. It's very hard to talk about. It's very hard to listen to. Um, and I, we tried to like, you know, be lighthearted about some of the things that we talked about, but it is really fucking hard to talk about. And it, like I said, hard to listen to. Mm -hmm. So we fucked up our intro three times because I was, I was so racking. I almost knocked over like so much shit trying to get to my seat because it's just like, it's scary to talk about, Mm -hmm. but it's so important that we do. Um, I encourage y'all to listen to, uh, last year's two episodes. I think that there's a lot of really good information in there too. Every um, time we talk about this, it's kind of building off of those two episodes. Yeah. Um, so definitely give them a listen if this is something that you want to learn more about and speak more passionately about. Um, and um, we'll be back with our usual bullshit next week. Y'all, I got some updates for you. So. Oh, God. They're so juicy, you guys. <laughs> I I was like... <laughs> I like While Amelia was in the bathroom... When we took a little break, I was texting Mr. Liz and I was like, I have like some mild Amelia tea for you <laughs> because I just can't keep it to myself. So next it's week. It's so exciting. There's a lot. Yeah. So anyway. We'll be back to our debauchery. And what else do um, we say? Oh, and just as a reminder for the entire month of April, if you are purchasing Consentus My Kink Gear, we are going to be donating all of the proceeds to that to Rain just like last year. Um, and then uh, it's going to be on more inclusive items. Um, They've thankfully, yeah, we because we don't have uh, control over what merchandise we can put our like designs on. So um, they got the, the message loud and clear. And so did we. So yep. we're really excited to be able to have like some better sizing because those crop tops were made for babies last year. If yeah. I'm being honest, they're fucking <laughs> ridiculous. They they were so they were tiny, teeny tiny. Oh my god! The ones Miniature. now are um on organic cotton. Ooh, fun fact. Um, and they go from extra small to extra large. Obviously, we would love to be able to include way more sizes than yeah, that. Yeah, we again. wanted to do the ones that I think there are some two two X and three X, mm-hmm. but it doesn't allow for certain like types of design so that's why we're a little limited Mm -hmm. Uh, but we're always looking for ways to like improve and change our shop but our our options are limited so thanks for hanging in there with us too while we work our shop out and speaking of we're gonna be having more merch launch in may we're oh, so fucking excited. We got our final designs back, and mm-hmm. make you're gonna lose your shit. Yeah, they are so fucking cool. It's um, we made it. We like had all of this in in mind for a hot girl summer. So all of y'all are gonna have a hot girl summer with this next round of merch oh that God, comes I'm out. Buy so much of our own merch. I'm me too. <laughs> so fucking. Excited. I'm going to be very selfish and just make whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But I mean, like you have good you have good taste. Oh, so, thank you. No, yeah, I mean you know that I think that. So, so whatever you would wear, I'm sure our listeners would love to wear as well. I'm so well, excited to put it on shit. Ah! Um, so follow us on. You're going to do it? <laughs> I'm going to do Yay! it. You can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at The Holy Hour. And you can email us at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. And Amelia Sampson on 
all platforms at Amelia Sampson. I am Liz T Ball on Twitter, and then on Instagram and TikTok, I'm Liz Ball So Hard. Well done. And that's it. Join our Discord. Yeah, join our Discord. They're watching Big Hero Six tonight. Oh fuck yeah! Also join our um our Patreon ad free and early access to our episodes um eventually we're gonna have more fun stuff for y'all and there we were talking before we started recording yeah. about the type of stuff we want to yeah, do yeah we really want to have like an advice shit talk episode with mr liz because oh he like he does give really good advice and it's so funny watching his raw reactions to stuff and he's like whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um i'm trying to convince him to do patreon episodes because uh, i'm sure all of you can tell i am the outgoing one <laughs> He's my little introvert. I love that. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we can get my little introvert to do some little podcast episodes. I would and, love and nothing more. And give dating advice. <laughs> I would love nothing more. It'd be so fun. But so anyway. Well, we love we you. We love you. Our children. Hey. Oh, there she goes. <laughs>